Welcome back to another great episode of Facts and Stats, man. Y'all know what it is. We got your three hosts here. We missing King for this episode, but it's cool. We gonna hold it down for him. Um, for all of our supporters and new supporters that's watching this episode, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe, and tell a friend about the upcoming podcast. You know that we got doing, um, that we got going on. Shirts is on the way as well. Facts and Stats shirts is coming soon. Um, and then tune into all of our Instagram lives that's coming soon with us and everything like that. Today for this episode. We're going to talk to y'all about the Women's National um, NCAA Championship that just happened this past weekend and then the Men's Championship game that just happened yesterday. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the ESPN Top 10 list of players under 25 that just came out today as well. So um, to kick it off, Q, you said you had some, you know, some shit to say, some things to say about that Women's Championship game on Sunday. What were your thoughts on that game and how, you know, how it ended and how was it going for you, you know? what you seen and to me that was like one of the best games in the tournament period like out of the whole ncaa men's and women like i was watching that sunday and i had already been i ain't been in tune with the whole tournament but i've been keeping up you know what i'm saying so i seen you know i was familiar with arizona and stanford or uh, right. stanford they they had one of the most hectic seasons like ever, I I was just reading up on them. They said they had to fly over seventy five hundred miles, like throughout the season, because they had, you know, health and safety regulations where they couldn't have like they could, all the sports basically got canceled due to the uh, pandemic, and the only way they was able to practice was they literally had to go, you know, somewhere else. So they literally just had to spend like sixty three straight days on the road, whether it just be straight practicing games. Mm-hmm. And in Arizona, um, you know, that was a team uh, not as skilled as, you know, the other teams within the Final Four, but they was just so greedy the way they was just able to outwill. They was just able to will their way all the way to the championship. But I'm not going to ramble too hard. I'm going to let y'all, you know, give, let y'all give y'all pieces. Uh, but that was one of my favorite games of the tournament this year. Yeah, uh, similar to you, I'll go ahead and kick off, uh, say what I got to say. Similar to you, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm one of the biggest um, NCAA women's um, fan. Um, I did watch some of the close games, like towards the Elite Eight, Final Four, and things like that. And I support women's basketball all the time. I love seeing women hoop, period. You know, I love seeing everybody hoop, period. Um, in Arizona, they, you know, led by uh, the young lady McDonald, um, they a lot of people didn't expect them to beat Gonzaga, and they did that, you know. Uh, so them to go to the championship and play Stanford, who I feel like was supposed to lose to South Carolina, um, you know, Stanford right. got lucky two games back to back. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just be honest with you, they got lucky two games back to back because it was also a bad call in the game against um, Arizona late too. Uh, but you know, they had a shot to win it. Um, McDonald uh, just ended up missing it. I feel like her teammate that was on the left wing after she inbounded the ball, she should have cut through. But she chose. Well, see, like, let me let me let me tell you right that because I, I literally just got done reading it, and the and this is this is the mentality like this they was on that Mamba mentality. Uh, they said post game like in the huddle it, they said it was gonna be Ari or nothing. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. They said she was taking a shot regardless. So they her teammate and I was thinking that I was thinking that the same as that thing is just like because none of her teammates even like look like they wanted the ball right, because right. she could have easily you know made like a small cut and gotten the window and had a you had a shot or a layup mm-hmm. but 
Nah, but anyway. the, the other a team a guard said, yeah, they knew once Ari had the ball, they were just going to double her regardless, you know. Uh, she was like, yeah, go, go double. But my thing is, like, even if you know she's shooting the ball, like, get out her way. It was easy right, to bring that right. double team because I mean, she, uh, bro, bro, literally, she inbounded the ball, it didn't, didn't even move. Like, she's literally on her left side. So, like, what? how much can she do? You know, that double team is going to come yeah. easy. Um, but right, Mark, what's right, your right. thoughts on it? Yeah, I, yeah. Go ahead, Mark. I mean, my, my my take is pretty much the same as y'all. I mean, I watched a little bit of the game. Um, I think it was a good game. I think it was better than the men's game, of course. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it showed me it showed me a, a few bright spots in the women's game. Um, I think they need to just spread some more light on the women, of course. You know, with the whole weight room, you know what I'm saying? How they weight room was looking against the men's, and had no weights oh, at all, bro. You know what I'm saying? That. They lunch, all that. So I think they just need to get women, you know what I'm saying, more props because they're definitely showing up, you know what I'm saying? So I think it was a good yeah. game, though. That's a fact. That's a fact. Yeah, it definitely was. It definitely was. The uh, Arizona's downfall, though, it was just this inefficiency just killed them yeah. at the yeah. end, man. Because they, they never – the way that game went, it was just like Arizona would just go on stints to where they would just completely lock down. Their um, late, their late game execution was terrible, too. It was terrible. Yeah, it was terrible. I mean, they they had to work with what they was able yeah. to do, man. You could tell, like she, like Ari, like that. I love her as a player. Like she reminds me so much of as like, you know, those players that could like will use their will to kind of change the game, like a Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler or like a you know Russell Westbrook, like those type of high energy, you know, players, mm-hmm. but. You could tell she's very she was super limited on offense, man. They get her, yeah, like, they get her to the uh, paint, and they send that they send you know had like two people's just hands up right there, can't really do nothing. Yeah, I was rooting for Arizona just because simply because of their coach, you know, seeing where she was coming from, and I think that was like their first championship game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, so that was definitely big. I was pulling for them, but of course they didn't make it. It's all good though. Maybe next year. Hopefully, yeah. Man. And it's crazy that they was even able to stay in that game, like twenty nine percent from the field. They got out right. rebounded by like almost twenty rebounds. And barely lost it, man. But you know, solid it, game. It, it, was a, it was like it's like yeah, like Mark said, it was better than the men's game for sure. Um, speaking yeah. on the men's game now, we're gonna go ahead and wind that in. Um, I would say this was probably one of the most hyped championship matchups in a long time, a, a real, yeah. real long time. Probably thinking back to like Villanova and North Carolina. I think a lot of people was hyped for that game too. But um, a couple of years ago, when Chris Jenkins mm-hmm. hit that game winner, but um, this game was super hyped, man. Um, I'm gonna be sure. honest, you know, Baylor had the you know the undefeated season, um, which which isn't doesn't happen often, um, and Baylor mm-hmm. just had them dogs on their side, you know, Jared Butler or uh, Davion Mitchell. Uh, Teague, you know, um, that whole the whole mob that they have over there. Uh, what were y'all thoughts in that game? Um, Mark, I'm going to go ahead and start with you. Like, what did you see in that game, and were you surprised on, like, the outcome? Well, I wouldn't say I was surprised. I did have Zags win. I did say I'm going to say that right now. I wanted them to win, but unfortunately, they let me down. Um, Baylor just – they just seemed like they was ready from, from beginning to end. You know what I'm saying? They From defense-wise, mm-hmm. Zags had too many turnovers. They missing free throws. And they supposed to be knocking them down. Um, all they had was Suggs really to really get going. Everybody else was kind of just missing shots, missing assignments, defense. They wasn't playing no defense really. Baylor was knocking them down from three early in the game. 
And it, it was just hitting from, you know what I'm saying, every spot. I was just like, they was playing a flawless game, offensive-wise and defensive-wise. So I can't can't hate too much. That's a fact. Q, what's your thoughts on it? That's definitely a fact. Um, hmm? Baylor, they just, like, they just basically clamped Gonzaga. Like, they, they kind of little boyed them in the championship <laughs> game at the end of the day. Um, and they did also have some some great guard play. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Mitchell Butler, T, um, I think Adam Flagler also put in some points, um, off the bench. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Baylor, they just kind of came through and they just took the championship and <laughs> they left, they left us with no doubts who the champion was for real. So yeah. I, they I did wish, what they had to do. I wish I sort of kind of like analyzed the matchup a little bit more prior to the game, because I do know, like, like Mark said, I was on Gonzaga side, like a little bit more too um but i really didn't mind who won the game i just wanted to see a great game but i know like Stephen a smith charles barkley a lot of the analysts had gonzaga winning as well but if i really analyzed the game like i would have seen that it wasn't a good matchup um and i solely think the gonzaga lost because of timmy that dude he that man he would never play it he probably would never play professional basketball if he ever even tries to play in nba his defense was terrible. <laughs> For real. That man defense was terrible. Pick and roll defense was terrible. They went to a 2-3 zone, and Teague attacked the middle of the 2-3 zone because Timmy was in the middle of the 2-3 zone. Like, so it was like his – Right, right. He, it was just terrible. Like, um, And I solely think, like, he fucked that game up. He, he messed the game up. So right, right. too early, two fouls early, and him having to come out and mess the game up a little bit too. But either way, Baylor came out mm-hmm. steaming. Um, they hit 10 threes in total, and Gonzaga only hit five. So – that's already a 15-point swing right there. Um, so right. It, it, it was tough. Um, I just think that that game had a lot to do with Timmy. I think Timmy, um, you know, to beat all the hype that he had going in, you know, on that Gonzaga team and him being a, uh, I'm not going to say a dominant force, but a big force in the paint for that team, he didn't step up. Uh, Kispert, he did what he could, but every time he drove the ball, he, it got blocked. Like, Bailey just came out with more energy, you know, um, more intensity, uh, more intensity mm-hmm. and you know, all around better game, especially like I said, the defense side of the ball where they set the tone. So, and then Jared Butler, shout out to Jared Butler because I felt like every time Gonzaga yeah. was trying to make a run, he came back and hit a three or two. So, it's sort of kind of like right, like right, slapping right. him in the face. You know, um, mm-hmm. so the better team won. It's as simple as that. Yeah, pretty much whoever whoever Timmy was guarding, they was gonna go at him. Yeah. Whoever he was guarding at the time, <laughs> whoever had the ball, they was gonna go at him. <laughs> He was terrible. Whoever like, offense. <laughs> he was terrible. He was real terrible. Whoever offense. Whoever was guarding. Whoever was guarding Timmy. That's who scored. Yeah. Um, whoever. What's his name? Vital. He was on the boards. He was yeah. working. Yeah. He was working. 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 So look, shit, man. Gonzaga got outplayed. Shout out to Jalen Suggs. Um, I can't wait to see where he go in the NBA. Um, he's definitely a top. Okay. Five. See, I hope. Yeah. He's gonna be crazy. Yeah. This this class is gonna be crazy with with yeah. Cade and and Suggs at the top. No, 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 no. You can't forget Jalen Green. You can't forget Jalen Green. Jaylen oh, yeah, Green. of course. Yeah, yeah, Jalen Green, this Jonathan Kumunga, um, uh, Evan Mobley, Lord, and Davion Mitchell, who just, I know he raised his stock for sure. Um, you know, people weren't even viewing him as like a top 10 player, but uh, he's definitely, in my opinion, a top five talent. Obviously, he's not going to go top five, but he's a top five talent to me because he literally plays just like Donovan Mitchell, but he just passed the ball a little better. Um, and I hope OKC okay, okay, get one of them. Yeah. I hope OKC okay, get one of them. Put them right with SGA. Mm-hmm. Y'all got some young talent over there, too. Y'all got some got young, y'all got young talent right now, too. Moses Brown would be a nice little too. bright spot, too. Yeah. I like young it. talent yeah. and, like, 30 picks. Yeah. 30 picks, man. I'm ready. <laughs> that shit going to turn. I, that's, that's, that's one of the best things about being a fan of a team. Like, 
stand down throughout that whole process. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, it definitely it's is, bro. Got to. I can tell you. Hey, I, man, because I, I, I tell you, man, that Lakers drought was crazy. And I know y'all have been through some droughts, too, in Miami. Nah, that's, yeah. a, that's, what I was just, that's what I was just about to get to. Like, you got to think about it, bro. Miami never had a drought. Think, that's literally, No, literally, I'm, I'm being real right now. Sit back and think about this. I've been a fan since 04. I promise mm-hmm. you, since Dwayne Wade rookie season. We never had a drought. Our worst season was when we went 15 and 67. We supposed to get Derrick Rose, but y'all know how that gay ass lottery shit go. We ended up, <laughs> we ended up with the second pick. <laughs> but think about it D Rose and D Wade. But we ended up with the second pick, and we got Michael Beasley, who, who proved to be a good rookie as well. Um, but other than that, mm-hmm. after Beasley, we traded Shaq to Phoenix, and we got um, Sean Marion and Jermaine O'Neal. We were still solid. We were a playoff mm-hmm. team. And then after that, we got LeBron. And then LeBron right. left. We still won 40 games without LeBron, but we missed the playoff the first year. We, we got Drogic, came back. Like, we never had a drop. The Heat never had yeah, a drop. I, I guess y'all was, y'all was making the playoffs, I guess. Yeah, even even I before that, y'all had Tim Hardaway, you had Alonzo Morning, you had, you know what I'm saying, even before that. Mm-hmm. Y'all were working. I was thinking, like, droughts between, like, championships. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> nah, nah. When, when, I, when I think of a drought, I think of a drought of, like, Constantly having a top ten pick or constantly having yeah, a rebuild type right, shit. Right, right. Yeah, we never had to do that. And yeah. I, I'm not gonna lie. I wish we did because I don't know if y'all remember. Um, it was like three or four years ago. Uh, we were terrible. We probably was like negative, like twenty, fifteen to twenty games, and we went on a random. Y'all can probably look it up. We went on a random ass win streak with Deion Waiters. We went on like a fifteen mm-hmm. to twenty game. 10, I remember 15. that because oh. Deion Waiters is my man's because I I rock with Syracuse. Yeah. So I remember I remember seeing that like yo he going we, crazy. We went on a random yeah. winning streak, bro. We supposed to get Lonzo Ball or Fultz that draft, but we went on a random winning streak mm-hmm. and we, that turned to like Bam out of bio at like thirteen. So I was mad as shit about that. Bro. <laughs> yeah, that low key worked out. Yeah, it, it, it made out. Yeah. It I don't know what y'all yeah. did with a with a with a Lonzo Ball. Lonzo or, Ball, yeah, that would have messed up everything, honestly. Yeah, but you know it, it worked out. But like I was basically to say, Mark, shit. I wish I I could experience my team going through a rebuild because I'd rather us go through a rebuild to get you know star talent versus being around having star talent it's, and not making a championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great when your front office is actually like competent, though. If right. you if you're just yeah. one of them teams that's just stuck because your front office is bad, man. It's right. Because that's how the Lakers were. Y'all shit was bad. We like, was bad. I paid a lot had, of respect um, to Kobe though. Yeah, mm-hmm. which, you know, that, that, was, that part was cool, that's but just all the was, other yeah. moves were just really bad. That um, like I'm talking like even post Kobe, like Mitch Kupchak mm-hmm. and um, and the brother, the bus brother, they, they were making bad moves all out, giving mm-hmm. Timothy Mozgov, Lou Alderay, Mozgov. He was still drafting good, but yeah, we had we had our like we had like two or three seasons where we had like our worst seasons in franchise history, mm-hmm. like. Like, like, nah, that shit was crazy. Shit. I, I wish Kobe never like. I wish he never tore his Achilles because that would have kept y'all afloat a little longer. Because after he, tore I, think his Achilles, I think we could have made some noise. Yeah, bro. yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Like after he did that, y'all just gave him money that y'all knew he wasn't. No disrespect, but gave him money yeah. that y'all knew he wasn't worth. Because he wasn't even playing. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. even playing. Like because right. I remember when he did it, he came back, played like maybe like fifteen to twenty something games, mm-hmm. if that. Ended up, I think he like messed he up down the rotator again. cuff. Yeah, he went yeah. down again. Mm-hmm. Went down again, yeah, and that's all. He just and then after since then he was just back and forth, back and forth, to where like he wouldn't even like really on the team for real. Yeah. Like this is when he would just be out doing uh, Jimmy Kimmel yeah. and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was on his retirement time. He was ready. Yeah, 
he was, he was just chilling, chilling with D-Lo and Randall, wanted to see them do yeah, David Clarkson. That's so he was ready. And it's crazy because D-Lo and Randall and Clarkson are all turned into dogs right now. Like, they That's all fire. dogs. D-Lo just came bro, Yeah, we, bro, we draft. Like our draft go crazy. Like we draft everybody. All our lottery, all our lottery picks are all stars. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got Jordan Clarkson. We ain't even draft him. We just we got him. We got him for some money. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And then um, Larry Nance, he's solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's solid. I respect Larry. I respect Larry for sure. Um, yeah. That took us to the basketball topic. We went from the NCAA women's NCAA men's championship games. Ooh, before we before we switch it, we about to switch to the NBA. But before we switch it. We got to shout out Hubert Davis. Um, he's replacing Roy Williams at yeah. UNC. Yeah, long time um, assistant. Shout out, yeah. shout out to the black brother for real. Uh, shout out to the black first, first black coach, real. first black coach in UNC history. Mm-hmm. I think they said yeah. that's, that's a big, big shout out. That's a big shout out. Good thing that you said that for that's real. Big. Yeah. Um, uh, once again, shout out to him. And then, but we're gonna go ahead and take it to our last topic of this very brief episode. Um, the ESPN came out with a top 10. Y'all know they love to start things like this. Um, but the ESPN came out with a top 10 oh, list yeah. for players 25 and under. Um, if y'all can pull it up, that'd be great. If not, I wish I could show it to y'all right now. I'm going to go ahead and read it yeah. off for y'all. Tell me what would y'all you change. Uh, ESPN. Tell me what would y'all change. Uh, this is a this is a top 25, I think, right here. I, unless I'm looking at the wrong one. I think it's, I think it's top 10 players 25 or under. Yeah, twenty five under. Yeah, the age twenty five. Yeah, age twenty five. So, ah, uh, this is twenty five. I'm looking. It's a top twenty, top under twenty five, and they got twenty five niggas right here. Who's number? Who's what's one through three? One through three is Luca, Zion, Lamelo, and then it's Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, De'Aaron Fox, Ben Simmons. They did a whole twenty five player list. Mm-hmm. They go all the way out to twenty five. Number twenty five is Colin Sexton. All right, well, I, from what I seen, it was Stephen A. seen. Um, he only did the top ten. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna keep it. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna keep it on the ten real quick. Um, the order is right though. Lucas one, Zion, Lamelo, D. Mitch. If y'all can remember, Tatum at five, Fox, Ben, Booker, Bam, and SGA. So just y'all initial thoughts. I'm gonna start with you, Mark. What's your initial thoughts on that top ten? And do you like the order? And if you don't like the order, would you change it? Well, I don't like the order. I would probably change probably about two names. I would put Tatum higher. I would put Devin Booker higher. Um, I think he's. I think Tatum and Booker should be over Lamelo and Zion, honestly. But I mean, Zion's definitely been turning it up. But uh, I think Tatum is. I think Tatum is up there, and Devin Booker is definitely up there because their game is just they can't guard them. You just can't guard them. You can't guard Zion though. I mean, you 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 can. In the paint, you can double him. I mean, that's that's probably as much as you can do. But you know, what I'm saying outside of the paint, he ain't really not gonna knock down no threes. He's not gonna really, you know, what I'm saying mid range so, shots. Wait, okay. So before before y'all even get into it, let's establish how we even looking at this list. Is this the top twenty five right now? The top twenty five will start a. I mean, the top ten will start a franchise around, right, or is this like a projection? It. I'm looking. I think at it because the franchise. article I'm looking at. It, yeah, it says start start an NBA team. Yeah. So, um, but go ahead. Keep talking, though, Mark. Yeah, I, I would definitely put Tatum and Devin Booker higher than probably Zion and Lamelo right now. I feel like Lamelo he's still his first year, so I think he still got more time to improve. Man, show so, what if got. he was? What if he was a GM, right? And you had to right. um, 
you know, like who would you, who would, how would you have the list if you had to start, if you had to pick one to start your team around, to build your team? Well, Lucas, Lucas definitely number one. Lucas number one for sure. That they got that right. Um, (laughs) Number two. Uh, number two. I don't know who I'm gonna put first between Devin Booker or Tatum, so I don't know. Um, I'll probably say I'll probably say Booker, and then I'll probably put Tatum, then Zion, then I put Lamelo, then I put who else? I'll put um Donovan Mitchell. I'll probably put uh who else? Uh, SGA. That's my man's. Uh, what's that? I think that's like five, six right there. Yeah, um, I think you got. I think you got D. Mitch, Ben, Bam, mm-hmm. and Fox left. Mm, mm, I probably put Bam. Then I probably go with D. Fox, and then I go with Ben Simmons. And then lastly, who D. Mitch? I, I think know, I put him up there. Oh, yeah, okay. I think yeah, I put him up there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I put him up there already. Oh, you must have did ten then. You must have did ten then. Okay, Ben. Lass. I'm yeah, not yeah, mad at yeah. you with that. Listen, I'm gonna go. I'm, gonna be I'm putting Ben last. I'm putting Ben last too. I'm gonna be real with you. Um, yeah. I'm <laughs> ben but you gotta think yeah. about the start the, the team. The question is like, who would you gonna start your your, your team with? Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna so be non biased. Ben last too. Yeah. I'm gonna be non biased here. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna say Luca's number one. Um, and, and Booker's my second. You can put one A, one B. Luca and Booker are my favorite two players. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna say ben, Booker three though. I'm gonna put Zion at two because I think I'd rather start a franchise with Zion or with Booker because just off the un, the unguardable aspect that he brings to the game, like he's literally unstoppable. Mm-hmm. And then over time, I think he's gonna turn into like a point forward. So um, that's yeah, good for him. I don't get me wrong. Cool. You know, Booker's you know Booker's unguardable too, and he does more you know shooting and all that but Zion right. everything that he brings to the game I'd rather start my franchise with Zion um, three I'm gonna take that straight into Devin Booker um, I love Devin Booker at three okay. four I'm gonna go ahead and go with um, starting my team wise I'm gonna go with LaMelo I'm gonna go ahead and put LaMelo right there at uh, four and then I'm gonna go ahead and go with Tatum okay. and after Tatum I'm gonna come and follow up with Fox uh, SGA and then D Mitch and then Bam and then, and then Bam. Yeah, Bam. I can't go. I can't start a team with a, a two-way center, all-around center over a point guard. You know, I got to take Fox and SGA yeah. and them over Bam. So, I'm going to go with Bam yeah. at nine and then Ben at ten. I don't really think Ben can do much for me starting my team-wise in today's game. <laughs> I just never been a fan of Ben yeah, Simmons, bro. Not, I just don't know. Not, <laughs> my team right now. <laughs> if I'm trying to build a team, I'm sorry. I can't say, yo, let's get Ben Simmons. No, like, the last start. <laughs> for real. Like, I would even take John Moreno with Ben Simmons, but that's another story. Nah, for real, bro. <laughs> uh, talk to us, Q. What would be your order? Talk to us. Man, first of all, if I I think if I was a GM, I don't know, bro. It's like for some reason, it's something about Zion that just – I think I, I think if I had to start a team, I think I'm taking Zion. Okay, just because me. you could – you could like, Zion's the type of dude – once you get him going and he gets that head of steam and and like he gets going, you really can't stop him yeah. at all. Which is why like he's what twenty, leading the league in points in the paint, like bulldozing these grown men at twenty. Like imagine how imagine what he's gonna be doing with that strength once he he still got stuff to polish. Right. But I feel That's like right. he's gonna be unstoppable. So I take him my number one. 
Um, I'll take Luca at number two. Um, I think I'm gonna keep Lamelo at three, just just based off of the glimpses of what he's right. he's shown, right. and mm-hmm. certain you know intangibles that I really like. Um, right. And then I'm gonna have, I think I'm gonna have Jason Tatum at four, simply because we watch him like be the main scoring option in a conference finals contender team. So that's a fact. Then I guess I'll go. I'll go Devin Booker, De'Aaron Fox, then Shea Gilgis. Um, then. Damn. And then Ben. Did I say is that all ten? Nah, you ain't say D Mitch. He left out. Oh damn. Uh well D Mitch would be over De'Aaron Fox and under Jason Tatum. Oh, okay, okay. Respect. Respect. I never like that. Yeah, I like mm. I like everybody look. Everybody got the same mindset with Ben being number last, so shit. That's I think yeah. Luca and Zion. And I ain't even win. a knock. It's just cause like just limitations yeah. on offense. Yeah, yeah super, it's just like Ain't much you can do besides pass the ball and dunk, bro. Like, and then they show that's all Ben can do. A stat came out today. Now his last number nine two, games, he's shooting forty one percent from the field. Like, how you six ten shooting forty one percent from the field and you only shooting shots in the paint? That don't even make no sense. Right. I don't know what Ben's issue is. You're supposed to be like a shooting guard, point guard. You're supposed to be. You probably got five, five, six inches over most point guards anyway. So exactly, and I don't even understand how he has stretches like this. When yeah, it'll be one second where he can score anybody in the paint. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll have back to back to back games, twenty five plus, and then he's mess around and be thirty percent. And he was on that type of time like a month or two ago, but I don't know what happened. Like he, I don't know. I guess he's still finding himself in his uh, and and with that team. But I think that's gonna be their setback. You know. Um, Someone told me today he does good as Greek. I said if he was as good as Greek, they'll go to the finals right now. Right. If Greek and, and B was on the same team, that's the championship. As simple as that. Oh, how y'all feel about um that Drew Holiday deal? Um, you know, a lot of people was telling me he's overpaid. Um, cause what? I, I ain't trying to hear. I think that's, I think that's that, forty bro. a year. I think he getting forty a year now. Um, and I, I love the deal. I love it. You know, I love it. Um, forty yeah, a year. To, get your money while you can. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's overpaid, bro. I don't think that. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think Milwaukee could have got anything um, better than. They couldn't got nothing yeah. exactly. They couldn't have got nothing better, and then it's just like the way their team is right now. They didn't really have much of a choice but to kind of like right. commit with what they got. Like people saying, "Oh my God, what an overpay!" But just like one, ain't nobody else on the market. And then two, like, like, gonna go exactly, yeah. exactly. So like, why not solidify like your point guard right now? Because Giannis is is he's about to enter enter his prime window, which is, you know, typically from twenty seven to thirty two. Yeah, thirty two. Yeah. So a Drew Holiday contract, that kind of um, you know, it sets it sets a floor mm-hmm. because now you know you got. Three, three guys, three all-star quality guys contractually locked in. Right. So I, I feel like, you know, that was a good move because they kind of have to, um, you know, they kind of have to, like, make this shit work now. Now they yeah. got Giannis locked down. Like, now is literally, like, the time. All three of them is locked down. Like, it has to choice. be. Now. 
Yeah, it has to be now. Like if they ain't really got they they core set, then I, ain't nothing else to do. I, and then the way it lines up is Chris Middleton is off the books um, later on, and then they'll still have uh, Giannis and and Drew Holiday. So I, and then they'll have room to pursue those other guys that are at the top of the board and, and the free agency class where they uh where they got that cap room is loaded. Well, I wouldn't say it's loaded, but it's definitely some guys that they will be able to pursue. Yeah, I, I love it because it's signal it's sign, it lets pretty much the whole NBA know like and and shout out to Drew for the tier that he's on right now too by the way. But it lets the NBA know like this is our number two and Chris Middleton's our clear cut number three now. Chris always right. been the number two option. Now he's you know sort of kind of pushing that number three role where I think he can excel at. You know, imagine having right, Chris yeah. Middleton as your third best player. You know, that's beautiful. So yeah. It's a good and then to be honest, bro, he doesn't even really have to be the third scoring option for real because of the type of player Drew Holiday is. Mm -hmm, exactly. It's like he's that type of guy where he doesn't even have to score to be effective. Like he could play, make, and facilitate. And he could also, um, you know, open the game up for, you know, a guy like Chris Middleton to be able to, uh, to score mm -hmm. that's just from, you know. That's a fact. Well, shout out to Stanford for their championship win. Um, the first championship in a long time for that. Um, for that university. Shout out Baylor. Yeah, shout out to Baylor for their championship win as well. First championship. In a long right, time. That, that was their first time right. in a long time. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, you know, we had some good top 10 talks as well. Uh, so, you know, it was another great episode by us and all. Yes, uh, sir. We'll be shout out to Holiday for his bag. Go ahead, be out. And we out, y'all. All right, man. All right.